0: A new law has gone into effect transferring $13.5 billion in future wildfire costs to ratepayers. The state's three investor owned utilities have been trying for years to charge ratepayers for the costs incurred by wildfires. And now, under AB 1054, power companies are permitted to get future wildfire damages covered by ratepayers as long as they create a wildfire mitigation plan and receive a safety certification from the California Public Utilities Commission. The move upends more than 100 years of regulatory practice, just as warming climates threaten more powerful and frequent firestorms. For the San Diego Union-Tribune, I'm Daniel Wheaton, and this is your San Diego News Fix. Jeff McDonald, you're part of the watchdog team at the Union-Tribune, and you've been covering this new law, which changes how utilities can charge ratepayers. Explain, what is this new law?
1: Uh, well, it's a, uh, it creates a wildfire fund, basically an insurance pool that mm-hmm. will help utilities pay for the costs of future wildfires uh, caused by power lines. Uh, That's been a recurring problem in recent years. In San Diego, uh, some of the worst fires of 2007 were caused by SDG&E equipment. Uh, San Diego Gas and Electric responded by increasing some of its uh, equipment, uh, upgrading it, I should say. Mm -hmm. Uh, Other utilities were not so diligent. Uh, Edison, SoCal Edison, and PG&E, in particular. Uh, have caused a number of uh, deadly wildfires in recent years, including the campfire last year. Mm-hmm. Killed 85 people.
0: Yeah. That was a terrible fire. So, what was the situation like before this? How did uh, these utilities handle the costs that are incurred when they are found at fault of causing a wildfire?
1: Uh, well, they do buy insurance, like you drive a car, you have insurance. So they relied on that uh, in San Diego Gas and Electric case. Uh, the insurance they didn't have enough insurance to pay for the damages Uh, the damages that were incurred after the campfire and other pg&e related fires were so heavy in the tens of billions uh, that uh, they had no way to pay the money Mm -hmm. they went into bankruptcy earlier earlier this year as a way to manage that one of the things pg&e wants is uh, a way to pay for fires to share the costs Uh, And so through lobbying of the state legislature and the governor's office, they got that in this bill, uh, Assembly Bill 1054, which was signed. uh, It was introduced, passed, and signed by the governor in less than two weeks.
0: Yeah, and that seems incredibly fast. Why did everything go so smoothly? Was this actually an agreement, or is this just seen as, well, this is the only way we can solve this problem?
1: Well, the governor's office says they were being uh, responsive to this threat posed by continuing... Wildfires, mm-hmm. and surely they're doing something. Uh, the critics, uh, consumer advocates say it doesn't seem right that ratepayers would be charged the cost of damages for fires that they had no mm-hmm. role in starting. Uh, the utilities say that they need this to stabilize their credit worthiness, to remain viable as businesses, and that more and more fires are due to climate change not because they're neglecting their equipment and failing to maintain their equipment properly.
0: So is there any uh, organization or group that ensures that a utility isn't neglecting its infrastructure that if things go wrong could easily create a fire?
1: That would be the California Public Utilities Commission. Uh, The problem with that entity is it hasn't always been as um, aggressive in enforcing the rules. Uh, when utilities are found to have violated uh, rules requiring maintenance and upkeep and trimming back of vegetation, the sorts of things that cause the fires, uh, they haven't always uh, forced the utilities to spend the money to do what they're supposed to be doing.
0: Mm-hmm. And this bill doesn't have any further teeth with that, I assume, right?
1: No, it doesn't. Now I pressed the governor's office on that aspect of. I mean, it's an obviously complicated issue, and Mm -hmm. there are a lot of elements, and nobody wants to see the power companies go out of business. I mean, Mm -hmm. we need electricity, but uh, when I pressed the governor's office about why isn't the Public Utilities Commission being more uh, vigilant about enforcing the rules that are already on the books, uh, their answer was they didn't appoint all uh, all of the commissioners. Only two of the five serving commissioners were appointed by Gavin Newsom. So he sort of put some of the blame on Jerry Brown, his predecessor.
0: That's interesting, but it's easy to place blame than actually have a plan to solve a problem. Yes. So now that this is in effect, uh, can you throw out some numbers? What's the kind of universe of the protection that this new wildfire fund has?
1: Well, the the pool is uh, scheduled to be about $21 billion, uh, which... Half would be funded by ratepayers, and half would be funded by the utilities. Now, PG&E is by far the biggest of the big three uh, IOUs, the investor-owned utilities. SDG&E and Edison are the other two. Uh, so, all the ratepayers for those three utilities are pitching in uh, an extra $900 million a year on their electric bills mm-hmm. to generate uh, their share of the $21 billion pot. Now, because it's financed over 15 years, it's actually $13.5 billion that you and I are going to pay, uh, into this fund. Uh, One problem with that is that that number is somewhat arbitrary. There's no data stating that that will be enough money to pay future wildfire damages. It's basically just a starter pot of money. So that could be expended by any fire that happens today, or next month, or next fire season. Of course, we're in a uh, 24-hour fire season, it seems, that these days. Mm -hmm. In fact, after the legislation was signed, uh, July 12th, I believe it was, we've had six or eight power line caused fires just in October, uh, including several that destroyed hundreds of homes, uh, both in PG&E service territory and the uh, Edison service territory.
0: Yeah, in the PG&E territory, when they had the mandatory shutoffs, that really irritated, you know— everyone who lived up there, and it's not yeah. a good situation for anybody.
1: It's curious why the utility, uh, I mean, they're under so much pressure. Bankruptcy court, creditors, legislators, uh, the governor's office, rate payers, nobody's happy with PG&E. Uh, it's curious why they didn't do a better job communicating what they were doing, being more strategic about when to shut off power. All of the utilities shut off power to some extent. San Diego Gas and Electric, hardly at all. Mm-hmm. Edison, to some extent. PG&E, by far. Uh, last fall, because of the Santa Ana conditions and the weather conditions that that these fires start under those terms.
0: Mm-hmm. And for the three investor-owned utilities, was the investment of SG&G&E after the firestorms in 2007, is that kind of seen as the route the other two have to take? Because that was a rather hefty investment after something that, even though they argued they didn't cause, everyone agrees they caused.
1: Well. Yes. San Diego Gas and Electric was actually pretty smart how they went about it. They upgraded their equipment, spent a billion-plus doing so. At the same time, they sued some subcontractors mm-hmm. and got the, the damages for the 2007 fires were about 2.4 billion. Uh, so it's minuscule compared to what the campfire and other PG&E-related uh, fires uh, caused. But while they were upgrading their equipment, they also sued some other vendors and recovered about a billion dollars. They had about a billion dollars in insurance coverage. Then they went back to the P.C. and said, hey, we have almost $400 million in leftover fire costs. We want to charge those to the ratepayers. And the P.C. to its credit, said no. And they said no again and again and again. So after that, the utility, San Diego Gas and Electric, went to the courts. And the state appellate court said no dice. The state Supreme Court said no dice. Then they went to the U.S. Supreme Court. And just a couple of months ago, the high court they declined to take the case, meaning, mm-hmm. meaning the uh, the previous decision stood. So while they went ahead and upgraded their equipment and made a bunch of investments in new equipment, cameras and the like, new power, uh, new power poles, mm-hmm. metal instead of wood, uh, they also litigated to recover the money that they that they'd spent uh, that wasn't covered before.
0: Mm-hmm. And as a business, that does make sense to recoup as much as you possibly can, no matter the situation.
1: Yeah, PG&E and, and, and Edison haven't been as uh, thorough in making the investments. Now, in their defense, their service territories are much larger, mm-hmm. and it would cost much more. In fact, in bankruptcy court, PG&E said it would cost $75 billion to $150 billion to comply with all of the regulations that are on the books right now, mm-hmm. uh, which is an astronomical sum. The company is only worth maybe 6 or $8 billion right now based on its stock. So. Wow.
0: Wow. So with this new fund that is now in place, how much more are your average rate payers seeing on their bill in order for the fund to be funded?
1: Everybody's going to pay more. Uh, the, uh, the legislation says it's one half cent per kilowatt hour. So mm-hmm. when I say everyone, I mean homes, businesses, industry. Uh, so it depends on how much you use. Now, an average house might use 500 kilowatt hours a month which would be $2.50. Mm-hmm. I just got my bill, and I think we use 700 kilowatts, so maybe 3 dollars 5 extra. So we can all look forward to that additional payment uh, for the next 15 years. Businesses will recover that from it's their consumers, and industries will recover it from their consumers. So it's going to be more for every consumer using electricity or not.
0: Mm-hmm. So now that this is in place and... Everything is kind of you know going toward this direction. Are there any critics or any organizations that are trying to pull this back, or is this set in stone going to be there as we go toward the more fiery future?
1: Both. Uh, it's it's set in stone. It's the law of the state right now. Uh, that said, it's being challenged in federal court by San Diego attorney Michael Geary. Um, he thinks it's an illegal taking of property because the public did not get a hearing from the legislature or from the Public Utilities Commission before these added fees were imposed. Uh, That's a similar legal strategy he brought forward in the San Onofre case a couple of years ago that resulted in an $800 $800 million rebate for consumers uh, related to the the closure of the plant that cost like $5 billion. They were pushing that cost onto ratepayers in that case. Uh, So not everybody agrees. Also, um, you can't access the fund while you're in bankruptcy, so Mm -hmm. it's not accessible to PG&E. So the fires that it caused just a couple of months ago that were power line related, while its damages may be covered by the pool if it were outside bankruptcy, uh, it's not going to be accessible unless it emerges from bankruptcy before uh, the middle of next year.
0: Mm -hmm. So basically, unless Geary's lawsuit is successful, it's likely going to be in place, right?
1: Yes. Uh, there's a couple other really um, uh, important changes. Uh, it basically, the, the legislation does away with what's called the just and reasonable standard, which is mm-hmm. uh, the standard that regulators have used for 100 plus years in deciding whether or not uh, utilities can pass along cost to customers. So if you're a utility, you want to be paid for your investment, you have to show the regulators that this investment is a good deal for your customers. You can't just willy-nilly charge this, that, and the other. You have to justify those investments. Um, what this, and, and, and what this law says is you're going to be deemed, your costs, your damages are going to be deemed just and reasonable as long as you adopt a wildfire mitigation plan and you receive a safety certification from the PUC. Mm-hmm. That was decided in July. By August, all three of the utilities had received these safety certifications. So it really does upend the whole um, requirement that utilities prove their spending is worthwhile and in the best interest of consumers, uh, which has been the standard for 100-plus years and now no longer is. So I think that's uh, that's a big change.
0: Yeah, it seems kind of like a blank check in a certain way.
1: That's what one of the former regulators I interviewed for the story told me. That's almost the exact quote she said. It's as close to a blank check as it can get.
0: Hmm. So um, is there – you kind of asked this question before, but there isn't some kind of like defense mechanism or routine auditing that ensures that the money's well spent, right? Or it's just up to the utilities?
1: Uh, well, is it up to the utilities? Uh, the damages are calculated by insurers, uh, property owners whose homes burn down, you know, next month, mm-hmm. next year, whenever that happens. Uh, So those will all be uh, calculated and put forward and requested by the people whose homes burn or whose cars burn or who lose their lives and relatives of people who, you know, uh, die from future fires. Those will be uh, uh, put forward and applied for. Uh, what happens is typically if you put it, like in the case of the campfire that killed so many people, mm-hmm. uh, they, they put in X amount of dollars. We had, you know, $40 billion in losses. Uh, the group of, uh, of victims have come forward. They're represented by counsel. They're in bankruptcy court right now trying to secure their, their damages. What often happens is they'll negotiate down. So if you're liable for $40 billion, maybe they'll pay out $20 billion, Or if you're liable for $20 billion, maybe you pay out 10 or $12 billion. So those things all tend to be negotiated later. What's key here is that the pot of money that's going to pay the damages is being funded by uh, half by utilities, mm-hmm. but also half by utility customers. Uh, and that's utility customers all over. So San Diego Gas and Electric customers, you and I, we're going to end up paying some portion of damages to fires caused by Mm PG&E. It becomes a statewide problem. Yeah. So that's a really interesting shift in policy, and and that's something the governor felt was needed to protect the utilities from going out of business, to protect the power supply and keep it reliable and affordable. I I put those words in quotes. Uh, But that's uh, that's what they've adopted.
0: All right. Jeff McDonald, thank you so
1: much. Thank you.
0: In other utilities news... A community energy program is set to launch in 2021 for Carlsbad, Solana Beach, and Del Mar. The new program aims to have rates about 2% cheaper than SDG&E and have at least 50% renewable energy sources. Such programs allow for local governments to buy energy instead of an investor-owned utility. Because they are smaller, it's easier to purchase green energy. The utility remains, however, and still maintains the grid. Thanks for listening to the San Diego News Fix, which goes live weekdays at 5 p.m. Our creative director is Beto Alvarez, and our digital editor is Ricky Young. This podcast comes together with support from our creative studio and reporters throughout the newsroom. Please rate us and review us on your favorite podcast app and support our journalism by signing up for print and digital products at uniontrip.com slash subscribe. Until next time.